If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of We Say Things with Suns fan and Cinderin. How are you doing this evening, young sir? What accent is that? Is that Texan? I don't. It's no, it's definitely not. It's an old timer. I don't know oh. what I'm doing right now. Okay. Just play along. Pretend it's a good one. I'm good. I'm good. I've been awake longer than I think in any previous episode we've recorded. So my voice is probably better. It sound, Isn't that great? Well, I think it's also better because I made you put a pop filter on your mic so that you don't yeah. go poppity poppity pop. That's great. Pop. See, that sounds terrific. Awesome. Uh, anywho, of course, I forgot to mention that we are sponsored by nobody, but next week I do believe that we will have our first official sponsor, so I'm very excited. Um, this, of course, this podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, everywhere to your heart's content that you listen to any of your podcasts and... Make sure that you guys rate us well, Cinderin, because what what do they get if they rate us well? Um, and leave comments. Read the first there's one. A good chance there's a good chance your comment gets read out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you leave a good review, if you leave a, leave a bad review, we're not going to read it out. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I mean. That's how it works, of course. <laughs> that's how it works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, should I read out the first one you said? Yeah, read out the first one. All right, so I got a couple of new good reviews. Of course, if you guys think this show sucks, just don't rate it <laughs> instead of leaving a negative one. <laughs> Somebody's going to go okay. to the trouble to do that. <laughs> I don't doubt the okay. internet. <clears throat> so we got one from my boy Crafty Veteran 21 This podcast is truly fantastic. Suns fan and Cinderwin discuss a variety of topics with nuance and insight. Things like philosophy, classical music, art, and more. I don't think we've covered any of those, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, both individuals provide a seamless blend of their high IQs with spunk and sass. Best Cinderwind sub. You just need to sign it that it's a subscriber. <laughs> Paid comment. <laughs> Excellent. And the yeah. second great review that we received was by Kavach, who says, Finally, a great podcast for a game I love. A promising start with two of my favorite Dota talents. The lack of Sun's Nugget apparel being worn, however, is an absolute bitter disappointment. And Wait, does I that actually, exist? That does. Do you know what the Sun's Nugget is? Yeah, I do. I didn't know you had shirts with it. We do, and I actually have not looked at this. Not that merch really makes any money, but according to Neil, it is by far, within the first week, the best-selling merch of Dota Cinema's existence. Uh, and the I Sun's actually, Nugget shirt? Yeah, I didn't even think oh, about funny. owning one myself, so I, I'm telling Neil to, to send me one immediately. So in a future podcast, I'll have that for sure. Um, for people that, of course, want to listen to this live, uh, Twitch on sunsfan.tv, uh, twitch.tv slash sunsfantv, 2 a.m. PST and 11 a.m. CST, every single Tuesday, Cinderin, yep. and later Unless on Unless something gets in the way, which it hasn't so far. That's right. I almost got hit by seriously serious enough sickness last week, but we pulled through. You pulled through. I am very thankful for that. We can take uh, did everything it could. We can take bets for who actually we can do that right now. How much money to the first person that misses a, an episode? Or maybe something else other than money. I think that's unfair because there's a higher chance I miss it than you. Exactly. That's why I want to do this. Because I have things to do, you know. 
that that hurts. That that goes pretty <laughs> deep. All right, let's start with Dota Two because I don't have a rant for this week, believe it or not. No rant. No, I couldn't. I don't want to do it every week because I feel like it's I mean just I can make rant more about you not having a rant if you want. Please go ahead. How the fuck do you not have a rant this week? You have a rant every single week. You had one three weeks in a row. We put in a lot of effort in this podcast. I do so much research, so much work, and you can't even show up with a fucking rant. Are you kidding me? That's pretty good. That's our rant for the week. Thank you, Cinderin. I I would appreciate a real rant in the future. uh, I don't get upset enough about things. I feel like that can't be true. Although that is also not true. There are some things that bother me, but I I need to think about it, actually. Because, you know, the thing about things that bother you is that it's good to pack them away. So that mm-hmm. you can let them build up and reach critical mass instead of solving it. Right. No, I agree. <clears throat> I've learned that from Dota teams. <clears throat> it's very good to not solve your problems. <laughs> That's why people just reshuffle. That's yeah. the entire reason. Great. Uh, so okay. Disney, what was this tournament even called? The MDL Disney, what was the official M- name? MDL actually? Disneyland Major. MDL, MDL Disneyland, Disneyland Paris Major. Major I think. Paris Major, yes. Disneyland so Paris. That just happened. Uh, it's yep. been happening for the past week, in fact. And Secret mm-hmm. beat Team Liquid 3-1. to one. So Liquid second yep. place and EG third as per norm. But Western teams are the top three. <laughs> what was your impression of uh, the tournament as a whole? Uh, I think for this season's majors, this is probably the highest average level of play in the top eight that we've seen. Uh, there were obviously some mistakes, some big mistakes, some big losses here and there, but just the general level of play... Um, <clears throat> it was nice to see, honestly. Um, it was like my overall impression. Obviously, it turned out that uh, the Western teams were doing really well this time around. I think five out of six teams were Western teams, top six. Am I wrong here? NIP made top six, right? It sounds about and... right. I know there's only one. The Chinese got Did four. OG, made, to- OG made top six too. Yeah, LGD was, or uh, was it LGD or Vici that made top six? Either way, um, there were, I believe there were five out of six teams in uh, Western teams in the top six. So a uh, very impressive showing from the Western scene. And um, to just segue into the next point, I guess, that we have on our list that we want to get over, uh, it actually had a pretty big impact on what happens for TI because this locked in a couple of teams as guaranteed qualifiers for TI, which means they will not need to play the qualifications themselves, and that has a big impact on the scene in the individual regions. So obviously, if the Western teams do well, the Western qualifiers will not have the top Western teams in them. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, Liquid are guaranteed qualification now because of their second place. They were not guaranteed before. Same for NIP. <clears throat> NIP got uh, 900 points for their fifth, sixth place. And Liquid got 3,000 for their second place. Um, they join a Secret, who are already qualified from Europe. And this means that now, out of the top teams of Europe, there's only one team that is not guaranteed qualification, which is OG. And they're currently in 10th place and top 12 qualify. So they're very likely to qualify if they just make the next major and make top 8. Even if they don't, they might still qualify if the top teams keep owning. Because then, obviously, they don't get overtaken by their uh, competitors from below on the scoreboard. Um, and I, like I said, this is really relevant for the regional qualifiers because it means Europe, which has been the most stacked region, in my opinion, this whole season in terms of teams, will actually have a very different qualifier. Qualifying for TI will be the easiest tournament to qualify for the whole year. Mm. It will be easier than qualifying for any major because you don't have to fight Secret, Liquid, NIP, and probably OG for it. And that means teams like Alliance will have a really good chance of making TI. But what about South uh, America? Like Chaos. 
Cinderin. Chaos migrated to Europe, so yeah. they're also going to have a shot at it. Uh, and we'll see. There's definitely going to be more teams uh, trying to qualify for that TI. Uh, myself included is definitely in the plans. So, uh, what about South America? Yeah. Well, South America chaos not is not there anymore, right? So that is true. It's wide but open. Realistically, again. I think it was hard for any South American team to reach top twelve in DPC. I would have yeah. not expected it, and it doesn't look like it's happening. Well, so even for just the qualifiers just... of TI, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, what are the rules again? What are the rules for what teams are allowed to play and what qualifiers? If you, you just go there have... physically, no, you need to have three players that actively play in the region uh, and reside there. As okay. far as I understood it, and there's yeah, it's it's like a gray zone as it often is. Like it's kind of up to Valve's ultimate judgment if it uh, works so who or are not. The, so I guess who are the two Americans going to South America this year? Uh, it doesn't have to be Americans. It could be True. Europeans. Too, Europeans right? as well. Uh, just like what Misery did with the Chaos team. They went yeah. to South America to play there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, honestly. There's been some of the American players that have uh, been a bit to SA, I believe, are Francis Lee, uh, Flea, and... Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, the name isn't coming to mind right now, but I do believe he was on a team with one other NA guy who is not currently in a team. But anyway, uh, I think Stan King. It was might have played in this uh, in South America, but anyway, I don't know, man. It could be anyone, honestly. Uh, it really depends what talent pool is available, what people want. Uh, obviously, the South American team wants to qualify with their own team, right? And they will get one team to TI. Mm. Um, so, since everybody really wants to go to TI, there's a good chance that they will import some serious talent that either got kicked from a team or. Uh, wants to leave their own team because they're not satisfied with the conditions that they have. So you could see a pretty competitive qualifier in SA, to be honest. Yeah, that's just the system. So, all right. So things are shaping up for the the TI qualified teams. I so how many did you say that was that have officially qualified? Is it like eight are guaranteed in out of twelve so far? How many? Oh, eight. Oh, really? Eight out of twelve already? Damn. Okay, I yeah. didn't think it was that. Uh, the Jeez. four teams that are currently set to qualify, if nothing changes, are Keen, OG, TNC, and Ehome. Uh, Ehome is only 13 points ahead of J Storm, though. So it's like very little margin that Ehome have. I can't remember uh, what happened. But outside of J Storm, it's far. The drop off is pretty sig significant. Alliance I... need, for example, a really good result. Too. I can't remember what happened last year, but if you're a team that's already qualified, are you taking some tournaments off now? Like, I don't think you just go uh, off the map because that's what Secret did, the original Secret, and that's kind of what doomed mm -hmm. them at TI, right? They just stopped playing official matches for like a month. But I think you have Secret... to lessen your schedule, right? That's a normal thing to do at this point. Yeah, I, if you're one of these teams, you probably try to qualify for the major. If you make the major, you play that one. And then mm -hmm. outside of that, you pick and choose like if you want anything or not. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think all of these teams will try to be, uh, uh, be present at the major. First of all, for their... like. It's a lot of prize money. It's really good practice. There's a lot of pride on the line, but it's also really good for their sponsors, right? To get the exposure. That's where the real viewership is. So the sponsors will definitely want the teams to try to make the major unless they absolutely need a break from fatigue. But like the top teams of the world, honestly, I don't think they have that much fatigue as they did last season when there were like a million lands just because the top teams consistently make the majors and that means they don't need to play the minor first. Mm -hmm. So the amount of time that T Secret spends at land this year is actually not that ridiculously high, I think. I guess that's true. Like you said, this this event that they just played, what was that, a week and a half in total maybe, including travel days or something? Maybe upward toward two weeks? 
But apart from that, I think the last maybe secret did they play another land since the last major? I don't even know if they did, and that major would have been two or three months ago. So I think so there's I, you know yeah. Now that I think about it, it's, it's definitely less going. in terms of like for the top teams, less playing. But I think everybody yeah. was kind of upset that the season started so fast after TI because that was mm-hmm. that was was that less than two weeks? It was super fast after TI. It was fast at least. People wanted yeah. to take vacation. It just everybody was burnt down. But yeah, should be interesting to see who else qualifies. Mm-hmm. So. Moving forward to the real important issues, Cinder, and the Battle Pass has been released. Um, yes. We are at 11 million as of this recording, which is insane. I Every year, I'm like, I don't know if they can top last year. Like, what can they possibly... Well, what they can possibly do is come out with the most ridiculous fucking cosmetics this you've ever seen, which we will go over shortly. Um, yeah. I mean, they, can we can I talk just, about can some I of the features. Can I just make a comment but, on this? Yes, please. So, people are always, like... I don't know if I want to say worried or concerned or whatever that oh, we're not going to beat the prize pool of last year, but you have to remember that there's so much power within Valve to just create demand if they want yeah. to, right? It's true. If they're like, okay, this year it'll be harder to beat the Battle Pass uh, record of last year, they just pump in more good stuff because it's very clear that people want to pay for the content if it's there. So the burden is on them to make engaging enough content and valuable enough content for it to be worth it for people. And like you said, so far, they've been totally nailing it. This, In terms of like medium level battle passes, let's call them that up until level 400, like not the super whale ones with multiple thousand levels or whatever, but just up until level 425, I think that's where you get the exit, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. There are a lot of rewards. Arguably, in terms of value, there's the same as three arcanas in there. If you consider X arcana, there's the uh, Earthshaker arcana, which is labeled as an arcana. Uh, there's the Invoker Young one. I guess you want to go over these in a moment. I just mentioned them anyway. Um, yeah, we'll go over so basically, each one briefly. And then there's the Prestige item for Tiny, which we could maybe call half an Arcana. So let's say the three and, half an Ar- uh, three and a half Arcanas. And what's an Arcana worth? Is it $35? Yeah, I think so. Thirty four. So basically, if, if you consider that the value, then buying Battle Pass levels up until 425 costs the same as if you were to buy three Arcanas, just that... Or maybe a little bit more, but you get all the other stuff in between too: treasures, yeah, uh, terrains, voice lines, all this stuff. So there, it's there's like a couple really good value this year. I, so first and foremost, I I might get a little negative. At t- I I understand I'm a negative person, Cinder. I understand that, and I'm trying to Nothing be more that. positive, but uh, I want to be less negative. So I'm gonna make sure I highlight the things I absolutely love before I shit on certain things that maybe I don't like as much. Which actually, there's not that much. Um, but overall, this is by far the best battle pass. Like, not even. Cl- I was going in before I saw all the stuff it came with. I'm like, okay, I'm. I have to make a video for the chest opening, so I'm just gonna get like level, I don't know, like 50 or something. I'll get like the 20. How much is the 50 levels? The entry level? I can't. I can't remember. It's like 20, 30, but whatever it is. I was, I'm just gonna get mm-hmm. that. And then I saw some of these ridiculous items. And you're right. They they can create whatever demand they want, which is good and bad. It's good because you know it inflates the prize pool of TI, but it's bad in that. You know, inflates the prize pool of TI, which we've talked about is kind of an issue. Um, trying to beat last year over and over again. The players, I, I feel like we can talk about this another time. The prize pool is just way too high for like top heavy. Uh, this ultimately kills the workshop, which a lot of people really made a lot of money uh, doing. Like artists aren't even like I know Valve mm-hmm. people are telling telling artists in Dota for a long time now just go make CS:GO stuff because it's not even worth it anymore. Yeah. Um, the um. <clears throat> The, I do want to quickly mention with what you said with the prize pool. We're not going to make it a long talk again about distribution of money or whatever. But I just want to say that since we've talked about it last, there's been quite a lot more community movement 
uh, toward talking about the infrastructure yeah. of the economy of the pro scene. So I don't I don't know if we should take credit for sparking that, but we've been a part of it at least. Take of uh, course we're taking credit. We take full credit. Um, but no, it's it's really good to see that um, community figures start talking about uh, the money and. I hope that so when things when the community really cares about something and it becomes a big talking point, Valve has a tendency of actually delivering. Like when it comes to big things where the community thinks it's healthy for the game itself and for the scene. Uh, so I have this like cautious optimism that uh, with all the talking that's going on right now, Valve will try to make steps to uh, help fund the tier two and tier three scene last year. And who knows, maybe uh, they will either learn from how they fund this. TI with this battle pass and implement some sort of system next year with Dota Plus or with another type of, of pass to support the scene. Or maybe what people are suggesting, reinvest part of the prize pool. Because as it looks right now, it's entirely possible that we eclipse last year's prize pool by multiple million. And mm -hmm. then you can choose as Valve to invest some of it into the next season instead of putting literally everything into the prize pool. But for this year, it's um, too late to do that. That's the problem. I suppose, because the wording does say that 25% go to the prize pool, right? So then you would yeah. actually be doing something else. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's just an update. I mean, on that. you that can take cool an extra 5% on top of that and potentially spread that up throughout the season, right? For smaller tournaments. You could. But, yeah. you know, who knows if that's ever going to happen. Uh, but I think if the if people talk about it enough, it'll... I mean, this is the scary part about the, these cosmetics, right? You know that Valve has made something like we think these things are crazy. They've made something fucking beyond crazy that just in case they're a little scared that TI will not, or the prize pool will not hit last year, they will just release like in the middle of the tournament and it will like d double this, like something insane. So, you so know? what if we just stop buying companions? Then we, we hold Valve hostage for the cool items. I, I, it's not going to happen. I need my my axe cosmetics. <laughs> it's it's too much. All right, let's go through each one briefly. So obviously, there's a jungle, which was from last year. Essentially, mm -hmm. uh, comes with a dazzle Ursa Sven set. I personally really like the concept of this, just because, like for me, like I've been saying this for a while. I took about six months off of Dota completely. Like literally, did not play it. And I've been playing a little bit more as time goes on. Now I'm starting to get into it. I still haven't read all the patch notes, if I'm being honest. So there's a lot of stuff that is new, right? And being able to try newer heroes perhaps and relearn them in a way is actually super helpful for people like me. And I'm sure for mm -hmm. other noobs like me, it's also helpful. So I, I, the jungle, the idea of it is, is really nice. I think it's very well done. Do you agree. agree? Okay. Yeah. Just jungle, stop me as we go through. Mm -hmm. uh, the immortals, as we talked about, um, comes with lifestealer, DP, Nick, Skyrath, Centaur, Lesh, and then the rares, Earthshaker, Lifestealer and Sky Gold, and then Drow Gold. Any of these stand out to you as like creme de my la favorite? creme? Yeah. Uh, I think out of all these, my favorite is the Shaker Fissure. Uh, I was mm. lucky enough to actually okay. get the rare in my first, oh. like my first few treasures. Do you do you get like oh was it six chests if you buy the high level one or whatever? Uh, you uh, get guaranteed. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah you get guaranteed one of each set. Of the non-rares. I was so fortunate six. enough to get the, sh the Shaker rare. I looked up the chances. I think I actually had like 3% chance or 4% of getting it in the number of treasures I opened. So I was really lucky. Uh, but that fissure is dope. And this this item is really cool. Um, obviously, the Draubo looks amazing. Uh, that's also the ultra rare, I believe. I have not got that one. Right. Um, same. Not sure exactly how rare that is. Is there anything it's, it's you don't rare. like in that chest? 
Try to balance uh, I think the one out. I like the least. There's nothing I dislike directly. Okay. But there's one I dislike. I think the weakest, the weakest item in the chest is. Come on, you can get probably this. Probably the. You can do this. It's the life stealer one for me. I think. I think you dislike the centaur one just because you're a mad centaur fan and you think it wasn't good enough. Well, I will say I the life stealer one I like a lot actually. I actually prefer the non rare to the rare. Uh, the mm -hmm. purple. I'm just a huge purple fan. But so again, I. The Immortals, generally speaking, like 95% of all the Immortals they've ever come out with, I think are like amazing. I think the Centaur one is really bad. And here's why. And I'm not trying to be negative, guys. Because again, I've spent a lot of money upgrading my companion to like level 400, whatever it is. The Centaur one, the biggest problem I have, it's not even the way it looks or even the particle effects. It changes the animation to be super underwhelming now. Like Double Edge is one of these, like, if, I apologize for the audio listeners, but... It's like a, a shovel from the side. It's like, oh, and it just feels so good to use. You just have this satisfaction. It's like one of the most satisfying spells to use. Of course, Culling Blade is the, the creme de la creme, but Centaurs mm -hmm. was always just feels... This one is like, Ugh. it's like a sidearm. I really dislike... The feeling of it is not powerful. That's my problem with it. The, the rest thing of I love cool. about that item, uh, personally, I think... Just, You're supposed to shit on it. I don't it, know if so I want to say. I don't know if I want to say lore-wise or whatever. I just think it makes a lot of sense the way they animated, the way it works. Like if you don't like the animation itself or the like the power that it looks like you use, that's fair enough. Just the the logic behind it, I think, is really cool. Like you're sacrificing some of your life force to deal damage, and you're actually drawing blood into the axe when you use the spell. I think that looks really cool and is a great idea. Um, you're incorrect. But yeah, I, I could agree that it doesn't look as powerful. Uh, and they could have maybe done that while still maintaining this like whole blood idea, which just looks awesome to me. Uh, actually, I think it's one of my favorite animations out of the items. God, you but... are the you are the worst. You know that? Hmm? You're literally just completely disagree. Just let me have this is one. That, okay? Is it po is it possible to have a different opinion? Or no, not for allowed? this one. This one wow, you this should know how much really I love bad. Centaur. Move on. Okay, moving on. So the one I, I don't know if you want to call it drama, but I think. It, at this point, people aren't even complaining that much anymore. But the recycling from last year has changed. So last year, uh, you recycle any immortal item that you get from a chest, which usually are going to be duplicates, and you get two levels. Now yep. you get, if you get rid of four of those immortals, you get another treasure plus a Riley's Blessing. So you can't level up your, your battle pass that way anymore, but it gives you more chances to get a rare potentially. So what, what do you think about these changes? Mm, I think... It really depends what your goal or your ambition or whatever you want to say is with the battle pass. Because the bottom line is ambition. reaching level 1,000 and 2,000 will be more expensive than last year. Because you will have to buy more levels. You can't level as easily. But mm. at the same time, leveling to the really cool and good stuff is probably comparable in difficulty to last year. Because the people that got a lot of levels from recycling were the ones who bought a lot of levels in the first place. Or you wouldn't get all of those treasures, right? Mm. So it's like... a it's a problem for the people that are trying to go from, let's say, level 700 to 1,000 or whatever while spending as little money as possible. Uh, but in my opinion, all the cool stuff is up until level 425. And after that, it's like more treasure. It's that, voice lines. It depends really how much true, you though? love those voice lines. Uh, and I the, feel like it's the same the for any level. Like going from, let's say, 300 to 400 just by grinding, you can't really do. Right? If you get yeah, lucky with the also, shovels, maybe. Last year, you wouldn't have tons of treasures to do it with. On level 300, how many treasures did you have back then? I don't know. That's true. That, that's one way I, I would like to look right. back. I didn't do the research on this, Cinder, and as you can probably tell, the comparison. And it also depends how many of the items you want to keep. Because let's right. say you want one of each immortal before you start recycling. You don't recycle unless you have all uniques. Then 
So, for example, right now my battle pass is level 231, and I think I have two duplicates in Immortal Treasure 1 at level 231. So that means I could have got a whopping four levels with this, which is like nothing, right? So mm-hmm. I would have to buy many more levels to get many more treasures when it starts getting relevant. So honestly, like the outrage is the classic thing with some people feel like something is taken away from them. And you always need to be careful with doing this kind of stuff because it looks like you're being greedy and you're uh, you're robbing them of something. But for me, like if you try to keep a leveled head and just look at what the value is of the of the of the battle pass this year, I just think it's more valuable. Uh, hmm. If you want to complain, you can complain about the lack of cool stuff after Axe until the Aegis, where I think you can make a valid case that there's not enough stuff between 425 and 1000, but there's a good chance that they add something, right? Last year, they put in the Treasure of Eminent Revival or whatever it was called. I think that was put on level 600-something. If they're going to beat last um, year, I don't think they're going to put anything in. Why? Like, if if you're Valve, the best-case yeah, scenario is that you go a little bit over the prize pool from last year, like a million over, right? That's a little in this case, as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, what's the point of doing 5 million over when you can save that cosmetic that you've already made for next year? You know? Yeah, it it really depends what you wanted to do with the money because again, yeah, it's back to the discussion about prize money and how it should be distributed. Because let's imagine they would reinvest, let's say beyond twenty five million or beyond whatever million, the rest gets invested into the next competitive season. That would be awesome if they push for it a bit and you know make thirty million so that we uh, could have a, a great next season of of tournaments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, um, I agree. But like you said, this year probably not happening. So. I, I wouldn't put it past them. I, I mentioned it earlier, but adding 5% extra. They've done this in the... I don't know if this is... I don't think this is... A How do you mean add 5% about. extra? So, what does that mean? So, okay, this is what they did with the workshop way back when. This, I'm pretty sure, is public knowledge. So, 75-25 uh, split for workshop items. Uh, mm-hmm. Valve gets 75, workshop artists get 25, which is huge discrepancy, but it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And if there was a time where you could put a... What did they call it? A, like a special contributor or something like that, uh, where they will actually donate five percent, the extra instead of twenty five, it's thirty, right? And that five percent goes to somebody of your choice. They would actually I do see. that okay. if you wanted. So they could yeah. do that if for you know tournament prize pools. So they, they would basically amount. be paying yes five percent extra to the prize. right. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Which I think is entirely possible if people make a big deal about. it. I think it is definitely possible, but remains to be seen. Um, so what I want to do is highlight kind of the other features of the battle pass. A lot of these are coming soon, so we can't really talk about it. We can kind of predict. Yeah. Um, level 75. This one was actually very surprising to me. A Dark Willow announcer pack. Is this something that you would consider to be in demand at all? Announcer packs in general or Dark Willow specifically? Her specifically. No. I mean, we got Gaben last year. Like, nothing is going to beat that. That's the problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> that thing is yeah. amazing. I think I think they try to have one new announcer pack with the hero every year. If I'm not mistaken, we've had that the last couple of years. Yeah, I think um, so. so. More than one, actually. I guess it's possible that what they do, honestly, is that they look at what voice actors are uh, are available and whoever is available to put in the work, and then maybe they just let them pick the favorite hero that they want to do. You know, it could even be something like that because... I don't think Dark Willow's voice is maybe maybe its uniqueness makes it cool. Like she's very, you know, she's like sassy. She has a different accent. Mm. Um, perhaps that's fun because it's like one of the more unique voices. So maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, I could punch? imagine it has something to do with like what voice actor is available, and then uh, you take a unique hero out of their voice pool. Perhaps could be something like that. Do you, I, don't know. I don't think there's a Pudge announcer pack, right? 
There is not. That would be a big settler. I don't know if you want to put that in the battle pass, though. That's the thing, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I forget. The, what's the guy's name again? I can't remember. But they they uh, hire him for TI the last two years. So I don't think time would be the issue, Lowry potentially. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that would be legit. I'm thinking of what heroes would be cool to have. <clears throat> and obviously, there's a lot of cool voice lines, but not anything against Dark Willow, but it's not really top of the list of heroes I would expect. But mm-hmm. it feels <clears throat> it feels more like a filler cosmetic to me personally, which is fine. Um, yeah, I mean, they can't <laughs> oh, all be God. amazing. No, so. that's true. Uh, the Overgrown Empire Terrain, which is level 160. So again, I don't want to... I know I sound so negative. I really am trying to be more positive. There's no point in doing this terrain. I feel bad oh, wait, for whoever I had ha- to make I it. I have this. You use it? I I forgot <laughs> I even have it. I, I don't use terrains, so that's why I, I just glanced over it. I just have to fall terrain on. You should start using terrain, by the way. They're great. So the um, issue with this... Syndrome, if you're, okay, let me just quickly say this. Sure. If, you're, if you play competitively in this game... Anything that distracts you or is different, if if there's no like direct competitive advantage, it's actually just going to be distracting for you because you're the only one affected. So if I put on this terrain, it's probably going to make me play worse because you the map looks that? different. There's like small paths. Yeah, I think so. In the start, at least. Oh, in the start. So, that's why you get used yeah. to it. And then you'll be that cool guy that's using cool terrain. Sure, sure. But <laughs> can I but give you some is advice it, is here? It worth it? Uh-huh. If you were to choose a terrain, the problem with this terrain yeah. they came out with, obviously, the entire theme of this TI is jungle. The problem yep. with this terrain is they already came out with a jungle terrain. Are you aware of this, Cinderin? And it's the one I use, and it's amazing. Is it's, that the Monkey King one? It is the mon- It is so good. It is so good. Uh-huh. By, like, I think LC is, oh. is probably the second best terrain, but that one. Oh, well, people people have different preferences. I could totally see this being the best in the eyes of a lot of people. It's like no, uh, incorrect. A bit Mayan. It's incorrect. like Mayan style, right? The buildings no, yeah. are it's a bit slightly like, different. Uh, Mayan ruins. Yeah. Uh, I can see just on the preview, it seems like the theme uses the gold color quite a bit, which I would imagine the Monkey King also does to an extent. The gold color? The yeah. gold color? <laughs> There's only one. The gold color. All right, anyway, that, one, that one's not as exciting mm-hmm. to talk about, but we can move okay. on to the next one, which again is coming soon. New Creeps at 182. What did you think of the of last year's Creeps? I don't even know if I used them. I don't think I did. Or mm-hmm. when did you unlock them? Uh, it was probably around the same level last, maybe even higher than last in the last okay, battle pass. Because then I did unlock them. Because I I went just beyond a thousand last year. But oh, I you remember, definitely have them. Definitely. Okay, I didn't. I don't think I used them. You should open them. I I wasn't a huge. I I was excited about the idea of new creeps, but I forget which one. It was either the radiant or the dire. I think it was the dire. I just really didn't like. Uh, something about it actually made it for me. It was probably just a visual thing, but it just made it more difficult to deny that was <laughs> that's why i couldn't deny the creeps. great okay it's because of the the custom crease but the Nothing new like ones pay to lose yes the, best. the new ones i'm trying to remember what there is one of them like a crocodile i want to say uh yeah of it looks we, a bit like it i'm looking at them right now they look really cool in the picture but of course we haven't seen them in game but i'm looking forward to that because uh the one idea is like of a crocodile and a frog had a baby and the other one is like uh raven hook from artifact Oh, artifact lore into Dota. I like it. Excellent. Kind of. People are going to use that like crazy. That was a great card in artifact, by the way. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, nobody used that either. <laughs> oh, actually, it got used a little, I think. Barely. Uh, all right. So the one you mentioned. Oh, no, you didn't mention this one. The level 255 coming soon. Tiny prestige item. And I believe Tiny's yep. getting a remodel as well. They haven't had any cosmetics for him in four plus years. Did you know that? Um, I didn't know the timeline, but 
I know Tiny doesn't really have anything. And I don't know if this helps or hurts the chances of the Dota Cinema set getting in, but... You do... um, You do realize where this prestige item is from, right? Where is it from? What do you mean? Did you did you play the uh, what was it called the 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 map? Was that a Christmas that it came out? That map where with Rubik and was that Frost of Us this year? The one if where it you was, had, like, I the was towers not... and the lanes. You needed to defend your towers, and then you fought through fifteen waves, and then the last wave was that Rubik. There was this massive Rubik you needed to defeat. I'm sure someone in chat can help me out. I think was it just called Frost of Us this year? Anyway, one of the levels had mm-hmm. these like huge tinies, custom model tinies throwing rocks. Really? And it looks like it is that model that they are going to be reusing. Frosthaven, it was mm. called. Yes, okay. correct. Um, the Frosthaven cool. event. So I don't remember which exact level it was, but I'm sure a lot of people that have played it remember those tinies. They were a menace to a lot of people and ended a lot of runs. Did um, they look cool? But yeah, they were cool. They were also really big, so obviously they're going to get downscaled. But if oh, they do use boy. that same model, it looks great. Okay, cool. It was a good model. Looking so, forward to that. I'm excited for that one. I love Tony Tiny. Cosmetics. It's one of my favorite heroes. So. All right, this one I want to talk that's about. That's the for thing a about bit. this battle pass that's so good, you know? Yeah. They put in stuff that's cool for heroes I like for once. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's great to hear. This one you don't yeah. play, though. Level 305 Invoker Persona. Oh, I do like Invoker. Is a little toddler Invoker. Yeah. So this. Go ahead, give your thoughts, because I, I might take a while on this one. Uh, what's, what's a good way of saying it? I'm open-minded about it. Like, let's see. Let's see how it goes. I think it's one of those things that could be great and fun, and it could also just fall flat. And I think Valve might think about it in the same way. Like, this is an experiment for me. Uh, you take really? a character and you actually reward. Yeah, it's like, you know, people have been talking about, oh, can we get heroes in different genders or whatever? And I think yes. this is like a soft one where yes. they take a hero. It's the same. It's just, it's younger, but it's the same like type of character. Um, Much younger, And then, yes. yeah. And then we'll then we'll see how it goes. Like, honestly. Cinderin, can you please? Not, Dude, Should I have there's... a strong opinion? I haven't even seen it, man. Like, it's what am not I about, no. The fact that you think that people will dislike it is astounding to me. The fact that there's fucking balloons that you can push. You can put a monkey on the ground that throws fucking feces now. There's no way this is going to be too much, all right? There's balloons flying across the map. You're digging for gold. You can stun yourself with a stasis trap using a cosmetic, okay? Nobody's yeah. going to care about Invoke. They're not going to think of it negatively. There's no way. I will be shocked. As long, okay. I think what will be a negative is just the hero is not super easy to distinguish. Like, you know, the glance value thing where people make fun of, oh, these sets make it look like Dragon Knight. But then when you're in the game, it's very obvious. You have three orbs above your head. What other heroes? Is that Ancient Apparition? Is that the cosmetic for Ancient Apparition, the baby? <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, I that's feel it. very strongly about cosmetics. It's the only thing. Okay, so what's what's your opinion on this on this set? Do you like okay. the idea or do you think it's bad? No, it's amazing. So the perso- okay. the idea of a persona, I completely agree that I've been asking for a gender banner for a long time. I, I actually thought it would be Invoker. Um, mm-hmm. This is like the halfway point, right? It doesn't change the lore because it's just a younger version of the same hero. And I think this is a test bed to make sure that they can yeah. do gender benders. Like, just think of female juggernaut for example that would be awesome or please bring back legion commander from dota one the the guy with the huge mustache and the fat horse that he rode that was 
that was the best model in Dota One. Yeah, um, actually, let's let's uh, let's list. If you could pick three heroes to be able to play as both genders, which three heroes would you choose? LC. Like, what would be the coolest to play in a different gender? Okay. Hmm. What this about Io? A... <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you. And Puck. Yes. <laughs> the other. Now, it. Who would you pick apart from LC? Hmm. It would be a model that I don't particularly like. I'd have to think about it. this. Is this feels like a future Monkey segment? Queen? Now people were saying uh, King of Pain because uh, there was an SFM. Nikki was talking about this earlier. SFM already done with the model. There's already a, a oh. King of Pain that exists, but that wouldn't be the top of my list for sure. Uh, Wraith Queen would be pretty cool. <laughs> Wraith Queen. What about a female Spirit Breaker? It. As long as they kept the heftness. But like all the tits hanging out when it's charging. <laughs> oh, no, no, Okay. It has to be female pudge. If you brought up that, female pudge takes the cake. No pun intended. <laughs> that would like, sell. That's a fucking dude, seller. That's super sure. legit. So anyway, back sell. to the invoker persona. I think it's really cool. The thing that I don't want to harp on this too much. It makes me very sad, though, because I know that... Do you remember there was an SFM that created the, the toddler invoker? Yes, I do. So Chemical Aaliyah, yeah. who used to do stuff for Dota Cinema, she made that. And I asked her if Valve had contacted her at all concerning this, because it's 100% based off of it. And they yeah. did not. I was, I feel really bad. I think that's terrible, honestly. That That's literally the same thing, essentially, right? I mean, we haven't seen it in-game, I suppose. But there's no way you can say that even, that's not based on that. There was even one more thing from that skit that also was in this battle pass. I can't remember which one it really? was. Hmm. Uh, I th I think so, or maybe it was something in a in a previous one. I believe there are two things that were inspired by that. Uh... Oh, what was the other one? But yeah, Invoker and is Axis naked in his nightmare? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's Isn't... true. No, seriously, Axis naked in his nightmare, <laughs> and they made the Axe Unleashed. I think that's also from there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same one. I mean, that one's, I think, less uh, blatant, though, right? I guess so, yeah. But anyway, that that as awesome as the Invoker Persona is, the whole idea of it is great. I'm sure it's going to be really cool. That's the one thing that I feel very sad about because mm -hmm. I feel like she should get something, but that's just me. Um, moving on to my personal favorite of the entire Battle Pass. I came into the whole Battle Pass thing. I'm like, I'm not going to go that high this year. Last year, I was like 400-something. I'm like, I... I'll probably do like level 50 and just play like to probably level 100 or whatever it is. And then I saw level 335 custom towers and holy shit, Cinder. And I had it. It's not like it's a novel idea. We tried to commission mm -hmm. somebody in our mod chip to create custom towers that were based off of Dota 1 towers. I wanted the Radiant to be throwing a rock mm -hmm. like it did. And I wanted the, I didn't like the, the Scourge in Dota, Dota 1. So I wanted to also to throw something similar, just like a, a red rock, you know, like a lava rock. And that's essentially what this is. And they are so freaking cool. Holy crap, these towers are amazing. My do you God. Like, <clears throat> do you like how much they resemble heroes? Or do you think they could have done a better job making them like their own entity? Because when I, I look at this Radiant mm -hmm. Tower, I immediately see Clockwork. And when I look at the Dire Tower, I immediately see Shadow Fiend. Like well, they just for really that. look like those. I did not think of it, but next time I look at it, I'm sure that's all I'll be able to see. So I appreciate that. But no. I mean, I'm it's glad not you said something like negative. they literally just took the hero and placed it there. I just think, I think you could have, yeah. um, you could have made them more, 
what's what's a good word of saying just made them their own hero like let's just call it that like just have them not resemble anything at all from either side and just be mm. cool towers while still being evil and good as they should look right uh but i think i think they nailed the color scheme though i really like the colors really of both good. towers which yeah. are you know they're very much in line with the rest of the design of the sides which i think when you do something like this where you make a custom i'm a bigger fan of something like this than what was it we had the tower level thing where you counted up all the tower levels before the game started and then based on how high level companion people had you got different towers um was that called the tower challenge or something you remember that right it was was that two battle passes ago or last year wait say it again tower challenge the tower showdown when every game started everyone's battle pass level that was last year yeah those towers were how to say they felt more out of place in the game like these ones really look like a part of the universe which i think is really nice so that was the penis measuring contest contest of last year. Right? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yes. was it last year? Yeah, now I don't it's know. now it's about who has the longer seb. Maybe so it was two we've years still got ago. It, so don't worry. Yeah, true. Um. Okay, so moving on from that, the of course Earthshaker Arcana at three sixty five coming soon. I don't think there's any way it's not going to change Echo Slam. That's the only choice. Fucking I believe. Love this hero. What oh, if you man, hate this cosmetic, Sindarin? They took both Tiny and Shaker this year. I'm so happy with that. I mean, this hero is amazing. Um, One of the things I've always praised this game for the absolute most is the sound design. And I think Shaker has one of the absolute best. His voice is amazing. His spell sounds are amazing. Like the the whole, like this character is just one of the most well done. And I think was Shaker, Shaker was one of the original heroes that came when Dota 2 came out. Or did they introduce him a bit later? I don't remember if he was in the original set for TI1. I want to say he was, but I'm not 100% sure. I just remember Uh, his model looking really bad back then. Oh, true. He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember it. Um, This, this hero is super well made. And I'm, I think when you take heroes that have so like distinct voices and, uh, like unique spell sounds and animations, which they've always done a really great job on. I think you can do something super cool with this Arcana. So I'm very excited about that. And I hope they make it, which they undoubtedly will make it uh, look very nice with the rare from this year's Immortal 1, right? Do you think it's Echo Slam? Or it could even be Aftershock, I guess. Uh, I don't think it'll be Fissure, just because the well, rare has sure. the Fissure, right? So yeah, 100%. Uh, the Bracers have after sh- or have Enchant Totem. Mm-hmm. Um so Plus for an Arcana, you'd the think they would, they would go for a big spell for Arcana. Yeah, not only that, it's not just the custom animation, but they're probably going to do something like unique, right, that other cosmetics don't have. For example, the Pudge has the hook counter. Uh, so mm. with Shaker, it might be like maybe it echoes more the more units it hits or something. Like the sound gets It's literally sort of Gaben screaming. It's an echo. Or like, just screaming. <laughs> from, yeah! Something like that. I, I would enjoy. It says little... echo... In in the in the voice actor's voice, he says "echo" once for each unit it echoes on. Echo, 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 echo. <laughs> okay, yes, that's better. Exactly. I like that. All right. Very good. So, and of course, the one that people are talking about the most, I also upgraded just to get this uh, level four twenty five. You get the Axe Immortal. He's essentially mm-hmm. naked. He turns into. Uh, okay, I'm going to say the positives and I'm going to say the negatives. Okay, positives okay. is is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, very, it's very, very satisfying. Good I feel like they did miss an opportunity. Of course, we talked about this before. Maybe they're a little bit hesitant to go all out on one of these. I feel like they could have made him a gorilla. That would be so cool if Axe was a gorilla. Think about it. Think of... Don't don't give me that face. Just say it's cool. Come on. A gorilla. It's cool. 
You actually don't think that's cool? How? How is no. that possible? Why How? the fuck would X be a gorilla? Just change his look. Anything. If we talk about gender, Benner, change his complete race. Just change everything about him. His species. To a, a gorilla. Please. Um, but why? Because it's cool. Okay. You, you just like monkeys. That's why. I like, named my cat a... monkey. So yes. Like, <laughs> what is the argument for this? Man, they really missed an opportunity. Well, the the reason I say X that is because what? if you look at his auto attacks and his like everything, it, it looks like he's a gorilla out there. It's awesome. But you could have just made him a gorilla at the same time. Okay. I, I don't I don't I don't see it. You know what? We come from different timelines. You're just not into cosmetics. I understand. I can understand it. You're not into gender oh, benders. You're not into that kind of right. stuff. And I don't mind that things get like a bit crazier and stuff. I I'm not one of these like you're questioning or baby you invoker. Like, oh, you cannot change anything. It's just I just don't understand why he would be a gorilla. Because that's his lore. They changed it to be a that gorilla. Is, Oh, uh, yeah. Just okay. change well, everything change that says the more too, I'm down. Like, just just remake the character. No, he has an like, alternate... Guys, that's the thing. He has an just alternate make a public lore. statement. Listen, you just make a public statement. You're like, guys, we've been reviewing all our lore. We went through it. <laughs> we like our heroes, but we really think we dropped the ball on X. So we want to apologize <laughs> no. to the community, and he will now be a gorilla. All right, you know how they have, like, alternate timelines and stuff like that? Why not Axe? Like, it's the easiest... Someone more is the Jeff easiest said, thing. Just rename uh, Axe to Ape. <laughs> Ape. Ape smash. Ape. That's his ult. Like, how oh, good is man. that? Like, all you have to do is add in his lore, oh, Axe took some potion and he turned into a gorilla. That's it. That's your lore. You don't need any backstory. <laughs> you just really want a gorilla. <laughs> Dude, I think most people this would agree. This is so fucking absurd, actually. I don't even know what to say. I just want crazy cosmetics in the game. By the way. I, I mean, it's fine. By the way, okay. I, I'd like to look back just a little bit and just laugh about how... the. Re- reception of some cosmetics back in the day were like mm-hmm. the yeah. alpine ursa like the absolute outrage from the elitist community that was dota 2 at the time and how far we've come like i said you're literally throwing feces with a monkey on the ground you're playing you're giving high fives to your teammates and enemies it clutters the map it's not even like a question it actually clutters things mm-hmm. but that's the way that's the way it's gone you know that's and nobody's complaining in the games I play, nobody uses these. <laughs> really? Like, the only... Out of the four things, right? So, it's kind of funny, because when there was this new Bloom event with the piggies, right? Everybody in high-ranked MMRs was just throwing pigs around everywhere. It was like a balloon party on the first right. bounty rune, so it would be like 20 balloons. <clears throat> I think I've barely seen a snake used in my last... Since the Battle Pass came out, I think the I've high-fiving barely seen a snake is more... used. There's almost no monkeys. High-fiving gets used quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, what's the third one, even? The, the drum, shovel. I've seen like a few drums. The shovel is the only one that gets consistently used. I use because it too. I haven't. I don't yeah. think. I think I've used the shovel, like I don't know how many times, and I haven't used the other ones a single time yet. So really? I don't know well, if it's like a. It's a bit random. It. We just don't have. We don't have fun in our bracket, so we don't use the monkey. Apparently, you guys are just all masochists yeah. or something. Uh, we just don't think it fits the lore, <laughs> so we don't use monkeys. He took a potion and turned into a monkey. All right, that's all you need. All right, to finish off the battle pass talk, uh, well, part of it, I guess. Yeah. Of course, level thousand get the ages of champions. Baby Roshan's at level two thousand, and the one different one is at fifteen seventy five. You get ranged auto attack projectile change for all your ranged heroes. The only yep. thing about this is it's seasonal, so it's going to go away after TI. Which. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that just, kind of thing, I, get, I guess. 
notice just quickly notice the ramp up and levels right i'll just mention the levels that something big comes on 75 160 182 255 305 335 365 425 and then the next one is a thousand that's more than double the value that you've paid until then to get the ages and it's just that's what i mean right it just looks like there's this big gap yeah. where there is nothing so you'd imagine either if they need to increase the prize pool or if they have something planned just in general whether it's you know with the purpose of okay we need it to break the prize pool record or not uh, there's there is at least one thing between these two i refuse to believe <laughs> that they don't already have something ready at least one thing maybe two things because that that jump is too big yeah, but, but i just want to say it. how happy i am with the immediate like really high value until 425 i think per level until you reach 425, you get way more bang for your buck than you did. The yeah, last I mean, years, yeah, so. exactly. Compared to last year, I, th I think this is all like, this is all calculated. Valve is very smart. They know that yeah. if they put even more stuff in that bracket, in that range, because the whales are going to spend no matter what. Like, I don't even know if they're going to add anything. I, I kind of disagree with you. Um, if anything, they're going to add stuff in the middle still. Because the value now... No, that's like, what I was saying. Oh, oh you mean bet still between 300 and 400. That's where you yeah. think they'll add even well, more. Well, I think between 100 and 400, whatever it is. Like, I don't think they're okay. going to add much, if anything, past that. Because we've okay. seen the effect. It's crushed the other years already. Like, more so than, yeah. like, years previous, the way that they've been crushing, right? Uh, sure. Very impressive. So, anyway, moving mm -hmm. on to other things that you get in the Battle Pass. Party Finder, have you used this yet? I don't like this very much. Uh, I've added a couple of people to it, but I haven't used it. I think it's a great feature, and I think it should just be part of the game. Tell me why. After, after Tell me TI. what's the point. Um, it's just it's just effective. I think that's the nice thing about it. Usually when you need to invite people to your party, you go through your friend list, you find one by one and invite them. You can just have like, this is my pool of people that I like to play with, and you press right. literally a button, and you can invite everyone at once. It's just super quality so of life improvement. That is I really agree nice. if it actually worked that way. Number one, they have to be in Dota for it to work. You can't just invite uh -huh. people, which yeah, I think is a big that's deal. That's fine. You can't edit the list right now. If you add somebody, that I don't is think a you're problem. It absolutely has to be changed. Like, there's no way it, you can't remove people from your list. And I think the, the purpose of this, uh, first of all, I agree with you. If it was used like that and I could edit it and it could invite people that were online, just not in Dota, I would 100% use it every time. That would be great. But the problem is, it's. First of all, there's challenges to add 100 people to this thing. That's absurd. There's a challenge to add 100 people to your party friends, or your party finder. Oh, really? The, purp the purpose of this, according to what I, like, the actual blurb that describes it, is it's supposed to, basically, you're adding friends without having to add them to your friends list. That's the purpose. So they want you to add hundreds of people, which I find really strange. Well, uh, Steam does have a friend limit. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know uh, why. Why is that? And the number of friends that you can have on your Steam account is directly related to your level of your Steam account. So the higher level of Steam yeah. you have, the more friends you can have. And the way you get Steam levels is by um, getting badges, basically, and completing uh, collections of the cards that you get. You know when you spend X money on a game, you start getting drops from that game on your Steam account. If you complete a set, you get experience. That's how you level up your account. Um, I guess it's just like Dota is a game where the amount of people you run into in your games that you might enjoy playing with, it, like regardless of your Steam level, there's a good chance you get to play with someone. You're like, hey, this guy was nice to play with. I want to play with him again. 
that could easily overtake your friend list space. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a difference between wanting to play with someone again and considering them your friend, you know? Like, I could be playing with someone in a game and I was like, yeah, this guy looks cool to play with. I'll play with him again. But that doesn't mean you want, you know, I don't want to call it the intimacy that's, like, too much. But, the like, I feel like there's a step between that and friend list right. for me. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, so this, I think it's this fine. wouldn't like, this wouldn't be a problem if they had something in the game where you could filter out your friends easily. Like if I could just type like the first three letters of their name and it just filters out everybody, but so I can easily invite my friends, then I wouldn't. Mm. Like, I'm down. I, I, I think, need something easier. Like the concept easier. is good. The concept yeah. is good, but it needs improvement. But I think the idea is great. That's all right. I mean. Then they added the avoid player feature, which is uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds unbelievable. It sounds too good to be true. Of course, mm -hmm. we don't know if it's actually working. Right, and I've we don't know it. if it's going to stay. Has it? Have you noticed it working? Uh, I've not noticed it not working. Let's say right. that because, like, if you add, let's, say, I think my list has like three or four players in it right now, and I have not been matched with them since. But then I had this thought that this could become a problem in very high MMR. So basically, what has happened in our bracket, which is not a concern <laughs> of like the vast majority of players, yeah. right? Right. Uh, but what has happened is that we have started over the past, let's say, year, the algorithm has changed to give faster games, but then spread the MMR wider. So we will have people in our games that are literally 2,000 MMR apart mm -hmm. in our solar MMR games. Now, the problem is if the high-rated players don't like each other, and they start adding each other to the avoid list, then if just one player out of four in the team wants to avoid a fifth guy, he can't get matched in that team because the other four, even if three like him, one guy doesn't. So you can imagine you like draw this web where player A doesn't like B, B doesn't like C, and C doesn't like D, and now none of those players... The eight, you know, you know what the I'm seven degrees at. of hatred, basically. Basically, you have like this web where games get difficult to match. And when this came out, it was like, great, you know, we have some idiots. It's nice not to have to play with them. But the problem is if people don't use this function well, it's actually going to affect game quality because we will we will struggle to find players. <laughs> I actually disagree with you. Want to play with each other. I think it's pr I could be wrong. I think it's coded completely differently than what you're thinking. I think it's just priority. So? Yeah, I think How do you mean? that let's say there's 10 people mm -hmm. queuing at that high level, only 10. Yeah. And a bunch of them have yeah. a void player. I think they still play. If there's 15, then yeah, those players that are on the avoid list will not be included in that queue potentially. I think it just I prioritizes. Thought, I thought they literally cannot be played placed with you at all. All right, if that's but the case, so. then I agree that that could be potentially a problem for the higher MMR. But I would be. But the surprised. vast majority of players, this is like oh, this is <laughs> it's great, fun, for, right? Yeah, for me, because basically this 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 feature. The ones who are likely to have the most effect from it are the highest ranked <coughs> players because we're the ones who play with each other the most. Mm -hmm. The people who are least likely to have it are the people in the range where there's most players because there's a highest chance they get different players in their games every time, right? So they're like, oh, I had this idiot in my last game. I'm going to add him to my avoid list. And then you realize, if you think about it, well, there's a pretty high chance you would have never played with him again in your entire life anyway. Right. So, you know, but, but there you are better. stories where people queue straight after and they're like, fuck, I got this idiot in my game again. And of course, the chance that you get the same player in your game is a lot higher if you insta-queue after a loss because then the other guy also want to queue, wants to queue again and maybe you get matched again. So for those cases, it's nice. Mm -hmm. For the grand scheme of things, I don't think it makes that big of a difference, but I guess it's nice, you know, it's just a reassuring thing to make you feel more motivated to queue into your next game, I suppose. Yeah, so, I think it's great. I hope they keep it. I don't, yeah. I mean, based on the wording, it didn't sound like they knew if it was, like it sounded like a temporary thing that they're kind of testing. So we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, the biggest thing is if they can notice a change in behavior based on this. Yeah. And yeah, players. that's true. Um, uh, we'll I mean, it would be nice to see if you're on somebody's avoid list. Like you have, you are, you are on ten people's avoid lists. It gives you an idea of how much <laughs> you're hated, kind of thing. You know, 
Uh, a couple features I want to quickly talk about. Assistant features. I know there's more than just two, but the two that really uh, I thought were awesome. Camp stacking assistant. So if you hold alt, it shows you what time to stack each camp, which I think is amazing. And the damage summary at the top left that shows how much magic, pure, and physical damage you've taken during the game so you can itemize towards that uh, yep. or against that is amazing. I, this should be part of the core game, like 100%. I haven't, I haven't used either a single well, time. You're a pro so. player, so that's not surprising. Of course. Like, surprising. My perspective, I'm just giving my perspective, right, on this. Your perspective uh, for, sucks. Because yeah. some, some people are like, oh, this is, a, this is an advantage or whatever. Like, I'm playing at a high level, and I honestly don't care. <laughs> so mm. uh, from my perspective, this doesn't give, like, really any advantage because we know these things already. But it's nice. It's like, it's helpful to new players. It's going to help them understand how to stack, when to stack. It's going to help them maybe itemize <laughs> a bit better because they're like, oh, wow, the enemy team's actually really physical this game. Maybe I should buy armor instead of the pipe that I buy every game on this hero. Yeah. You know, it's it's just nice to, it's like a, it's a helping hand. It gives a bit of guidance. Now, the I discussion, think... I think the big thing that people are talking about is uh, it's one thing it's in the game, but should it be behind a paywall? And that's mm -hmm. the, that's always the discussion, right? Like I, you're, you're paying I, for yeah, this. Yeah. But I think so, I'm pretty confident in saying that. It will be available after TI for everybody. I'm I'd be shocked if it's not. I think it's amazing for the game. Um, okay. And Valve have to know that, but we'll see. Uh, other than that, uh, last thing I guess, coaching. Uh, yep. Have you tried it, by the way? I tried queuing, but it was bugged, so I didn't get one. Oh, um, okay. I I think so. The thing about this, I I don't know exactly how it's implemented, but from what I understand, you queue and you just get placed into a game, and then. Uh, then everybody sees that it's a 12 out of 12 game and there's a coach on each side and then the yeah. players can choose to mute the coach. Um, and you only get placed into games where people are at least 500 MMR below you when you right. are the coach. I think this number should be bigger. Bigger? Uh, okay. I think it should be at least 1,000, to hmm. be honest. Like, for, what if again, you're 1,000 MMR? You can't coach you anybody. You can't do it. <laughs> Well, yeah. Then you just can't coach anybody. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, the, it's like it, not everybody can be an expert or teach everyone everything. Like, I'm not gonna go out there and be like, I'm. I'm not gonna teach anyone dancing, okay? Because I don't know how to fucking dance. So if you're it's one kid in Dota, you don't. You're not good at the game. I'm sorry. You're just not good at the game, and that's fine. Then you don't have to teach people how to play it. Um. I think I think a 1,000... Okay, so what I was getting at is a 500 MMR distance, how big is the difference between, let's say, a 2,500 player and a 2K player? Like, what can a 2,500 player teach a 2K player that will be eye-opening and will make them really enjoy their coaching and feel like, <clears throat> wow, I learned something in this game and had a great time compared to, let's say, a 4K player was coaching a 2K player. They'd be like, wow, I didn't think about that before. Okay, this is why I'm buying these items or doing this, you know? Mm. It's just a different level. Yeah, and I, I don't think... I don't think there's any reason. I think the the reason they made the number this low was so people can reliably find coaching because I think it's something you don't want to queue for very long, right? Um, but again, from my perspective, let's say I queue coaching, right? What's my MMR right now? Like I'm almost eight thousand, right? So if I queue coaching, am I gonna sit there and coach seventy five hundred <laughs> players on how to play the game? Are they gonna it's not care? For like, you, they though. just want to play their. It's not they just want to play the game. No, but it, imagine if a 4K player could be coached by me. They would probably think this is amazing. You know, this is something they would usually pay. That's very for. cocky. So, but huh? it's true because I mean, people are even happy to get coached by me of all people. <laughs> no, it's just it's just how it is, and that doesn't mean obviously your MMR just is not how good you are as a coach, right? It's about how you communicate with people, how you teach. People are very different yeah. in skill at teaching or whatever. It's just it's pretty clear that the bigger the gap is, the more you can learn from someone, right? 
No, so you true. would increase the chance that they will teach you something that you find I mean, valuable. And at the end of the day, the goal of the system is to give people a good experience, right? So I just it might be more than 500 right now, though. I think that's the minimum. Is that uh, what it says? Well, no, I don't know just exactly what it says, but I'm checking from out. my experience. Test your like, coaching skills by queuing as a coach for players on average 500 MMR lower than you. So it could be less. Wow. Okay. Never yeah, mind. they could even be less. So when apparently. I did, I did a few coaching sessions and they were a lot of fun. Um, I, so when I originally played ranked way back, like got my MMR, this was the first and only time I ever did it. It was 4.7 K. Okay. Mm -hmm. Since then I have not played ranked at all. It's been years and I've been told, and I can't remember if this is true, that there's uh, what is it called when your uh, your MMR just gets lower over time if you don't play? What's decay. that called again? Yeah. So MMR decay. I must mm -hmm. be really fucking low at this point because I, I was don't getting think Dota decays. I'm just bad then. Uh, I don't know I what it is. I'm pretty sure I've heard uh, or read about this that uh, Dota 2's MMR system is very unique in the fact that it doesn't have decay, because that's what pretty much every other game has. If you played Warcraft 3, if you play CSGO, uh, their ranking decays over time, but in Dota, it doesn't. The problem is, the reason you feel bad is that everybody is getting better all the time. Well, that The sure 4K players that nowadays are much better than the 4K players two years ago. So if you don't play for two years, first of all, you got worse because you didn't play, but everyone else also got better. Mm. And that makes you look worse because there's more access to information. People, you know, learn over time just to get better. It, the 5k players of today are better than some of the pros at ti1 probably in mm. both mechanics and game understanding it's just the game has come a long way well that, so. sure they played the game for like two weeks back then though right that was yeah well they played dota one for years yeah so. true There's obviously anyway a big I, I think the coaching it's, it's an interesting i've heard a lot of bad things about it i personally have not like you know people that are just ragey and obviously don't want to be coached i can understand that aspect if you just don't want to be coached from my perspective, it's obviously quite different and it's not the majority of what people might experience. But if somebody recognizes who I am, they're very willing to listen, even if I'm not a great yeah. player, right? They enjoy the banter. They know that I'm making a VOD, so they're very disciplined. They're very nice and uh, and all that. I found it kind of fun, you know, like you get a rating, you get thumbs up at the end of the game. You feel good about that. Uh, and then there's the opposite case that you see post stuff on Reddit where somebody yeah. becomes a coach and somebody starts the game out saying, shut up, coach, and you might learn something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great quote, by the way. That was, as much as I disagree with that sentiment, it's, it's a great quote. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that they expand upon coaching just a bit. I don't this know what else they could absolutely, add. Absolutely. I think, again, cool. similar to the Invoker thing, I think this is just flat out an experiment. Like, oh, yeah. throw it in there, see how it goes. Is it fun? Will people like it? If yes, we can implement it. If not, you know, it, it didn't really hurt anybody. Yeah. I think no, the most true. important thing about this system is that you can mute the coach. I actually think that's the most important thing because mm. it needs to be voluntary. And I think it needs to be very obvious that there's a coach in the game and it needs to be very obvious how you switch them off because it's your game. It's not theirs. So you should easily be able to choose if you want it or not. Yep. Um, I, I would, in addition, I would honestly have liked them to add a toggle that you could switch on. I would like to have a coach in my game or not. So, so coaches don't get matched with players that don't want them. Like put it in the game. By default, it's on when you queue. Uh, I am willing to have a coach in my game and then people can switch it off. But maybe Valve's concern is that everybody will switch it off. But then it wasn't a good idea to begin with if people don't want it. So, yeah, true. you know, let that. So you're let saying default, it have it by default on default on and then you opt out i think that would be a great way of doing it yeah no I, I think that's i would opt idea. out for example 
Or actually, maybe I wouldn't just because of the people I could have as my coach in the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're really interested funny. in coaching. Yeah, It would be funny. If, if it were to happen, it would be fun. But it's, I think either way, I think the way it is now is great as an introductory test bed. I don't think you can do that, like have that option available right away because people aren't going to like the idea probably to start with. But maybe they'll have a good experience and they'll be more open to it later. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's let's wrap up this battle pass. The last thing, uh, which we won't get into now, Wrath of the Marakai. It's going to be some custom game that they'll be releasing at some point, which we'll probably talk about whenever it's released. So yeah. do you want to take one of these community questions before we do the we rate things? Oh, shit. I, oh, I have my paper here. I didn't move it since last week. So good. good. So <laughs> it's right here from, on my desk. A couple of from, crumbs on it. From Caffeinated Savage, he asks... What is the most embarrassing casting moment for you, for each of us? Do you remember that one time? Uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, you can do yours first. I bet you have one. I, um, so that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like I have no shame, so I don't really get embarrassed. Like, the time I get embarrassed mm, is when yuck. I just make a mistake in a cast. Like, I actually get kind of embarrassed. Uh -huh. Like, I say something stupid, but that happens a lot. So there's not one time that really stands out. But I can give a short story on something that would embarrass a normal person. Does that count? Okay. So I was in Kiev for the Artifact Tournament with Slacks not too long ago. This was in January, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And I am somewhat lactose intolerant. It's not always, but it's just certain things. Like I can... What? Like whole milk destroys <laughs> On me. On Mondays, okay? I am lactose intolerant. Whole milk destroys me. Cream cheese destroys me. But generally, every other dairy is fine. Like cheese is fine. You know, that sounds so random. It is random. It's just the way it is. I haven't questioned it. My doctors don't know what's wrong with me. Anywho, uh, for some reason, everything in Ukraine has cream cheese in it, Cinder. <laughs> like, they hide cream cheese in every... Like, even... No, and it was delicious, by the way. Like, you know what stuffed crust is in pizza? Yeah. So, yeah, the cheese, it's inside the, the crust. Usually in America, it's mozzarella. In Ukraine... It is cream cheese. It's delicious. Oh, that sounds great, actually. But it that destroys me. So I had some pizza before a cast. And before I was, I was, the panel was going already. And I'm waiting there with mm -hmm. slacks about to cast. I'm like, oh my God. And I've had this problem before because I do have IBS where. Okay, but I, let me just yeah. cut you off in your story. Yes. <laughs> he is like the best person you can sit next to if you're going to stink. Because he has no shame as well. Oh, you like, think I'm just... At least I'm with slacks, right? It's not about at stinking. It's, it's a. It's not about gas. It's about like shitting myself at this point. It's really bad. Yeah, if that, ha I'm sure slacks wouldn't judge you. Like I'm <laughs> that. Well, that's of course true. Uh, so I'm sweating profusely, and I've had this happen like in before a lot of ca like back in captain's draft, our first captain's. I was so nervous before our cast because I hadn't really done it on the stage like that before, although it was online. But still, mm -hmm. I would have to take a shit before every single day. The like pressure poop. It was a lot of pressure. <clears throat> this one, of course, is more food poisoning or whatever you want to call it, being lactose intolerant. And I am just sweating. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the time. This I've been waiting for it all my life. It's finally going to happen. I'm going to shit myself during a cast. It's finally going to happen. And I'm like, slacks. You sound I'm so excited. So, I'm so sorry. I, I have to take a shit. I, I got to get out of here. So I, I bolt for the bathroom. And we're about to go live in casting because the panel is like about to throw to us. So they throw... <laughs> They throw. I'm watching from the bathroom in my phone. I'm, I'm watching Slacks get thrown to. He's just all alone, and the host finally walks over awkwardly because they try like delaying as long as possible. Of course, I'm stuck in there for 20 fucking minutes, so it's not going to happen. You can't delay that long. So the host comes over and just casts the first game, and then I slip in for game two, and we're all dandy. 
So that that's where I should have been embarrassed, but I just find it hilarious. You know, and nobody noticed. That's the crazy part. Oh, they did. They, did, they literally they talked about realize. it on the cast. They were like, no, they talked about this, it. This guy looks different, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway what's your and then they cut back then when the game was over you were hosting the desk <laughs> yeah uh, so that was uh that was enjoyable Honestly, i've been thinking i cannot think of a really embarrassing hmm. moment but the thing you did mention to me i think or, or about yourself i think that's actually the one that resonates the most with me because i'm an expert really? commentator right so when people expert. watch their their exp- yeah it's like caller commentary expert commentary whatever you want to call it um People are expecting that I know everything about this game, right? And sometimes I will, like, I will speak with so much confidence about how a spell works, like I'm mm-hmm. sure. And then being wrong is actually pretty embarrassing because you know yeah. I am using so much time and energy on this game, but it's a game that's constantly changing. Patches change heroes around, and I don't play every hero all the time, right? So I sometimes I'll be like, I could have sworn it works like this, and then I go look up the change log, and it changed literally two years ago, and I didn't know. You know? I do that all These the time. These kind of dude. things are pretty yeah. funny. This this ha- this happens to me as well, and you know I play this game a lot of hours every day. And it still it's happens. All these patches that's, over that's the years, the and they go back and forth with the changes too over time. Like yeah, the thing that's that the I most was confusing thing is when it's back to the old state. This literally happened a couple days ago. I was it's even in Avad on our channel. I was adamant that you could not sell BKB. That was changed years ago, apparently, and it was only yeah, a thing for like a, different... it was only a thing for a few weeks. I think it wasn't even very long. So yeah, that item like, has gone through some different iterations for sure. All right. Are you ready for... By the way, thanks to Black... Uh, this is probably Black 2NE1Jack. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I mean, it's, uh, it's Blackjack, right? Blackjack. Something in between. Something in between. All right. He named this segment, We Black Rate Things. People found this super cringy, by the way, which I'm surprised by. I thought it was hilarious, but, you know. Okay. Uh, you have your, your paper ready to go? Yep. So the I question do. today, and you're answering... You're writing down for me. Right, I'm guessing yours. I've already or forgotten I'm, how I'm, we did. <laughs> okay, so I'm ro- I'm rating from one to ten. How much Mine. I think you do this? Yes, right? correct. Yes. Okay. How many times do you 10? wash? But this isn't about no, how no. Many this times, isn't one right? to no. This this is not one to ten. This is how many okay, times do you wash just, your hands a day? It's, okay, so it's like limitless. There's there's it's limitless. Yes. Okay. And you got to guess to me, how many times do you wash your hands in a given day on average, would you say? Okay. And I'm guessing for you. Yeah. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm scared about this answer that you're going to give. Okay. All right. So who do you want to start with? I'll start with yours. Okay. Okay. So. You put up a f- wait. You're not supposed to put up the number. All right, you I put, put a five. Fi- you failed this one already. You put up okay, a five. What is it? Yeah, I actually wasn't thinking. What? <laughs> what? what? We ruined this segment again. <laughs> Cringe. It's really complicated. It is. I, I have made it quite complicated. Okay, I would have. I would have said. How many times do I think I wash my hands a day? I didn't even think of an answer for myself. I'd say about eight. Eight times a day. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're going to try to do this one correctly. So I yeah. want you to give me how many times do you... I should tell you them. Yeah. yeah. How many times do you wash what your I hands reckon. a day? Uh, Not what you think I I'm going to give you. How many times do you wash yeah, your hands yeah. a day? I, w- I would say on average probably 10. 
Boom, bitch. Ten. That's a, I wrote that kind of small. Did Ten. you guess that? Nice. That's right. Did you notice, by the way, that the five I held up was the five from last week? <laughs> I did not. I did I not. I just notice used that. the same paper, so I didn't need to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So well, the reason I gave you disgusting. a little bit of backstory on this, the reason I gave you the five was that last time we talked about it. Yeah. The way you presented it, you made it sound like you were literal filth. So <laughs> I, Wait, what did I say? It definitely did influence my... You were talking about something like whenever you went to the bathroom to take a piss or something, you wouldn't always wash your hands. I, I, never, wash said, my, right? I never wash my hands. But if you still I'm, do it eight times a day. Yes. So, I, so Okay, here's, so, okay. The, here's the thing. Let's Go expand ahead. on this. What do you wash your hands after? Okay, what's your go-to? When do you wash your hands? When How I, do you when get I, eight? When I, obviously, when I take a dump, which is once a day, uh -huh. let's say on average. And other than that, just when I feel like they're dirty which apparently is okay. seven other times a day. So here's the thing. And I know this is probably phys physiologically incorrect to think. Okay. So number one, if I'm out of the house and I take a leak at like a public bathroom, I will 100% wash my hands every time. If I do mm -hmm. not leave, like let's say today, I haven't actually left the house today, which is very normal because I'm a hermit. Yeah. Like I have my hands down my pants all the time, Sindarin. Like all the time. Okay. It's just the I, thing I do. Nikki is disturbed by it all the time. I that in a man. It's yeah. just the thing I do. I'm not going to wash my hands every time I touch my junk, okay? It's just to keep them warm. It's a nice warm place for my hands. The other thing uh, is... That's pretty, I, that's pretty this weird, is, actually. This is a physiological like comment that I made before. I understand that you are, uh, you are uncircumcised, and I am circumcised. I feel like that might make a little bit of a difference. Is <laughs> Okay. Go on. I'm listening. I don't want to get into... I just, anytime I think... Any, <laughs> Anytime I think of your penis, which is very often, Cinderin, I just yeah. think of cheese. I un, the uncircumcised penis disgusts me on a level I can't even begin to explain. Okay, it disgusts. Well, you are me. lactose intolerant, so that's understandable. <laughs> remember, remember when we started this episode? Look at this thing that it says on the in the screen. It's literally two places in the screen right now. If you're watching the VOD and not listening to the podcast, we have these two big boxes that say "sponsor us." <laughs> We're doing our absolute best to completely sabotage any future relations with any brands here. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me give you my rundown of when I wash my hands. Okay. So, first of all, I don't put my hands in my pants all the time, which I think is the norm. I think I am the one who is in the normal no, I'll on agree the normal with you on that here, one. Okay? When I put my hands in my pants, it's generally in my pockets, either to get something out of my pockets or because it's cold outside. Then I will put right. my hands in my pockets. Okay. When I walk around in public, I don't shove my hands down my junk. <laughs> I don't do that either. Not in public. No, no. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So what you're saying is when you're out in public, you should wash your hands less, actually. So um, <laughs> I wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom, no matter what. Okay? If I okay. pee, if I take a dump, I, I guess I don't wash my hands if I shower, okay? Because then you're washing your hands in there. Right. Um, I wash my hands when I cook, which... You know, oh, that's or normal, prepare some sort of food. Like yeah, if yeah. I go to the kitchen and I do anything with food, I wash my hands too. So yeah, I guess same. on total, I, I think it adds up to something like 10 times a day. And if you, if I cook something that is, you know, uh, like something with poultry or whatever, I wash my hands multiple times actually during it. Like I, yep. I, I, I've no, been I taught kitchen hygiene by my parents. They've put a lot of emphasis on if you cook something with uncooked meat, make sure you're very careful with that. And you know, I respect that. I think, and then at the same time, I love eating tatar. So it's a bit of a disconnect, I guess, in a way. When, when eating, yeah, uh, every like if I go to a restaurant and my hands are already clean, I still wash my hands. Whether it's with sanitary, like what are those called? The the 
the hand sanitizers. Hand sanitizer, or if I go to the bathroom, I actually wash my. Oh yeah, I always time. wash my hands when I go to a restaurant always. too. Absolutely. So, Before I start eating. Generally I speaking, I feel like I am. Uh, my hands are pretty clean most of the time. If you're hanging yeah. around me at home, then. Well. I mean, okay. There's that's a, a, I have to ask now, okay? Because there's a disconnect in my mind here. <laughs> you say you wash your hands when they feel <clears throat> dirty. Yeah. But you don't wash necessarily wash your hands after you pee if your hands don't feel dirty, correct? Well, so here's the thing. If I'm if I touch my penis, which is not always a thing, taking a leak, because okay. I wear pajama yeah. pants. I don't need to do any crazy <laughs> stuff to take a leak. If I do uh-huh. And you have American toilets, they're really big, so they're easy to yeah. get. So what right? what's the difference okay. between that and me like putting my hand down my pants while I'm watching TV. Nothing to me. No, but that's what I that's what I mean. Like, if you need to wash your hands eight times during the day, it's probably because you touch <clears> your junk all the time, and that's why your hands feel dirty. Well, the only time I... Well, so what you're saying is if you didn't do that, you would probably be washing your hands five but times But my I don't consider my junk to be necessarily dirty. That's the thing. You know? Okay. I, I shower so what, regularly. Uh, what, makes, what makes your hands feel dirty, then? Your mouse and keyboard? Well, is it yeah, food? Yeah, mouse and keyboard, even my phone. Like, the phone is one of the dirtiest things uh, in you existence. You probably clean your mouse and keyboard, then. <clears throat> no. Uh, like, what do you need to clean your hands for unless you're eating or doing something where you need your hands to be clean? You know, it's not like I'm touching my face all the time. Uh, I mean, even if I did, I'm not going to, nothing's going to happen. I mean, that's true. That That's a bad habit that I have, though. I, I have a tendency of touching my face. <clears throat> like, so I, I actually totally get see that being bigger to a point where, like, if I'm traveling, I'm kind of OCD about cleaning my hands, actually, because I find travel to be d- more disgusting than a circumcised penis, in fact. I think planes are disgusting. Okay. Airports are disgusting. Just overall disgusting. So, anyway... Uh, that is the end of the we rate things. <laughs> Great I just saw a comment in chat. I What's like that? how the overlay says this is an esports podcast. <laughs> hey, it was an esports podcast for ninety percent. All right, that, that's a competitive e hand washing. Uh, before we close out the episode, I do want to say one thing. Uh, I know you're not interested in this, but it's a huge deal, so I just wanted to get it out there. Okay. The NBA draft lottery is today. I am very nervous. I have very low expectations. Do you know what that is, Cinderin? Low expectations or the no, NBA draft lottery? NBA draft lottery. Uh, it's something with basketball. Do they right, like so, draw numbers about who gets priority or something? Yeah, pretty much. So the way that it used to be as of like last year, it was like this. The worst team in the league has the best chance to get the number one pick. Best okay? chance. Yeah, best chance. It's still a lottery. It's still ping pong In balls. the NFL, it's not a lottery, correct? Like it's uh, literally just... I think so, wor- yeah. But worst placement, first pick. Right. right, and the idea is because there's a chance, there's less opportunity or less incentive to tank, as it were. Okay, understood. So last year was the last time that it was uh, de-escalating odds from the bottom up. Right. So last year the Suns actually were the worst record in the league. They had a 25% nice. chance to get the number one pick, and we got it for the first time in franchise history. So this time they changed the odds, so the bottom three have the same chance. Okay. And uh-huh. they kind of spread it out overall. So Wait, this are you year, in the this, bottom again? Or we are, <laughs> we are the bottom three. So we okay. have a fourteen percent chance to get the number one pick, but we could also fall to the seventh pick. So there's a huge discrepancy. And here's the big deal about it, Cinderin. Oh wait, okay. How does it work? So 14% chance of getting first pick. And if you yes. don't get it, what's your chance of getting second pick? I'd have to look it up, but like second pick is about the same, like 13, 14%. Uh okay. There's a random one that's number four, I think, is like a 20-something percent. It's, it's all over the place. But anyway. Can I just say that this system sounds absolutely terrible? It's it's better than the NFL. Like, if you had the is worst it? team every time gets the best uh, pick, then you would have teams that would literally not put five players on the court. They would lose on purpose every time. Because there's huge, like, implications on the draft. Like, for my example, this this draft. Does that uh, happen, though? 
Yes, it already happens to a degree for sure. Teams will lose on purpose. They'll they will sit their best players and call call them injured just so they'll lose games. Hundred percent, it happens. Okay, I mean because they're not making they're not going to make the playoffs, right? So there's no point in winning if you're the team. Uh-huh. Anyway, so to finish this up, <clears throat> the Suns uh, or the draft this year is very interesting because the number one pick is the most touted player since LeBron James. Okay, Ooh. his name is Zion Williamson, and he is a goddamn beast. And when he plays his best, he goes super Zion. Yes, he is. He's a beast, man. I'm telling you, this guy's going to be a superstar. But anyway, so the Suns, if they get three through seven, we will probably trade the pick. So I'll be very sad. If we get number two, we'll take this point guard that could be good in the future, but it doesn't change our... I'm sorry. I know that you're not interested in this. But if we get the number one pick, Sindarin, yeah, it's life-changing, literally. Like, I would buy season tickets tomorrow if... If you get that guy in your team. Like, think of it this way. I don't know what the equivalent for whatever sport you watch is, soccer, a.k.a. football. I watch Dota. So, okay, Dota. This is like if a team got Miracle or Sumail. And people knew they were Miracle or Sumail. Yes, and they knew that. They knew they were going to become that. It's it's franchise changing. Uh And you think, okay, so a player like that being that, how to say having that much pressure on your sh- on your shoulders and that right. big of a name before you even really make it for yourself in the biggest league do you think mm-hmm. they're like is that a good or a bad thing probably a bad thing uh <clears throat> so lebron james is like the closest example i can come it's not the same kind of player but he was the most touted of all time and he turned out to be just as good as advertised it doesn't happen very often this guy exactly. will probably be very good not, it, they fall flat compared because the expectations are so high like yes. how can and you deliver on that kind of expectation if you're I think barring injuries, he will be very good at the very least, but whether he's like uh-huh. superstar status is unknown. Um, okay. And at the very least, like you have to look at it from an organization standpoint. If you get this pick, even if he's not like everything he was touted to be, you're going to sell tons of tickets. It's a lot of money. Like yeah. it's huge. All so right. well, I will be. I wish you best of praying. luck with the dice. Thank you, friend. It's nothing it's like ping pong balls. A lot of millions and people's futures are decided with a roll of a dice. I can always appreciate that. All right. What would you. We can do this for another segment. Do you have an idea for something that would work better? I'm sure the NBA would it's love just, to hear it. How to say it's a bit. It's hard to relate to because European sports don't do this at all. So I've never grown up with this. There's no draft. We don't have, we don't have drafting like that. Oh, I see. Um, the way it works in football, for example, in Europe is that if you're a talented player, you get discovered on a lower tier team and then a top tier team gives you a contract and a chance as a talent. It's kind of more similar to how it works in Dota. Like you're playing for a tier two team or you're playing pubs and somebody discovers you, a talent scout from a team comes to you and you're like, and they're like, hey, do you want to try to play for our club? There's like not this so like structured, it's very open. This structured system where you have to go from A to B to C. <clears throat> you could <clears throat> technically get discovered when you're 12 and then play for Manchester okay. United when you're 17. Like if you're, if you're good enough, you don't need to go through that system. Um, so I just don't, it's so far from what I'm used to. Like, I understand the system and how it works. And I think the idea behind it is really good. Like that, uh, it's a way of keeping the scene more dynamic. It's not always the same teams that have all the top players. Cause that's a genuine problem in football, right? Like the strong franchises have all the fucking strong players. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean they win all the time, but maybe it could be interesting with that dynamic. But at the same time, it's like a two-sided coin. It can also be great to have these superstar teams because it sells. Manchester United so, is a fucking huge brand for a reason, right? I don't want to go... I'm not so, going to extend this any further because I know not a lot of people are <clears throat> interested in NBA talk, no. but that, that's kind of happening right now. Like, there's a salary cap in the NBA, so you can only put so much money in a team for players. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you go over the limit, you start paying a shit ton. Right now, there is a super team in the NBA, and I think it's bad for the NBA. It's really bad. Uh-huh. 
uh, it's just I, it's not I, fun. I can, I can you know who's going to win every year. It. It's just if the implementation is good. Okay. But yeah. All right. That's, so that's, that's we'll wrap up. That's the one time we'll talk about the NBA. Although I, oh, I wish I could talk to somebody about it all day. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Wish me luck, Cinder, and thank you so much. Any last words before we bid everybody adieu? I'm rolling my uh, imaginary dice for you right now. Oh, it's thank a you, Cinder. Better luck next year. That, right. that one is great. Thank you, Cinderin. Until next time, everybody. Oh. Goodbye. Oh, uh, it was a three. <laughs> Bye. <Fuck you. laughs>